When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, plenty to get into on this Monday. Iowa Week is here. How does Nebraska respond? How do you respond on Black Friday with Nebraska and Iowa? Uh, pretty gut-wrenching, and it's been par for the course the last uh, several weeks. But uh, Saturday, a special twist uh, to you, the fan base, with just how that thing went down. Uh, a new name, new smoke. Uh, we will dive into <laughs> uh, wild card or wishful thinking when it comes to some of the names in this coaching carousel associated with Nebraska. Numbers to get in. You can join us today on Hale Varsity Radio, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Watch the show. Follow along on the stream, the Hale Varsity Twitter handle at HVarsityRadio. Uh, StreamYard is uh, alive and well there. Also, ESPN Lincoln Facebook streaming there. And the ESPN Lincoln Twitter uh, is uh, where you can watch the show. You can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com and uh, follow us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio or find Elijah Herbal on Twitter at Herbal Essence. Well, for better or for worse, this season gets to an end on Friday, and it's uh, a chance to... There's several forks in the road here, Elijah. There's, okay, uh, let's limp into the offseason if you're a Nebraska fan ruining Iowa's season. Not likely, but still a choice. There's uh, play well, but get hurt in defeat. Or there's... uh, it's, It's Thanksgiving weekend, so... Let's just check out and go through the motions and get blown out Friday on Black uh, by Iowa on Black Friday. Those are three doors. There's a prize uh, for everyone. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, presumably, like we all know what's going on in Trev's office, there's uh, set to be a coaching announcement. I, I do believe that will happen next weekend or a week from today. But something will finally uh, put a end to this season. This is what's real. This has been the craziest season of about a decade's worth of 
Uh, you, you can't believe the season you just endured as a fan. Uh, so we can get uh, into you know how Nebraska responds a little bit. Uh, plenty of Iowa thoughts coming this week. Scott Docterman will be with us. We'll figure out some basketball as well. And uh, we'll wish you a happy Thanksgiving uh, before we head to Iowa City for a live show Friday noon to 2 from the Marriott in Iowa City. So if you are making the trip, weather should be good. You're invited to have a cocktail. Uh, I'm not paying for it, but you can sure have one. You're going to need one before and after as we're at the Marriott right near Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, noon to 2. So I want to see you there. Your weekend okay. Saturday was hell for Nebraska fans. Sunday worse for Denver fans. Yeah, or, I was going to say, that's a, right there. It's a loaded question. How's your weekend? Well, on Saturday, i got to spend my whole day watching the Huskers blow it late again and then talk about that in a post-game show and then try to recover Saturday night before waking up on Sunday morning. Uh, had be my fantasy team get absolutely murdered. I put up a total of 50 points this week, which uh, was the lowest scoring in the league by a wide margin. And then I got to watch my uh, Broncos blow a lead as well. So that was no fun. And then today, I got to watch the United States men's national team blow a late lead to Wales. So it was three. At least it was a draw, though. Yeah, yeah. But in that group, you need every point you can get with, uh, you know, playing England on Friday. And, and I'm not sure if, if uh, Schmidt, you're familiar with the World Cup group stages what happens is no you need to explain this to me it's uh it's a group like of, i'm four a group of four the united states in it with wales england and beautiful, I- iran beautiful country wales yes oh for sure the crazy language beautiful country mm-hmm. um and I, I like a couple of the welsh players not today but for the most part i like i like ben davis <laughs> like gareth bale um i really like that iowa linebacker not friday but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is yeah anyway um that's pretty good a terrible challenge late by walker zimmerman uh, allowed wales to to get a draw and get one point back so now uh, the united states and wales both three points back from england in the group england got a big point today so uh, what that means is the United States now no longer has room for error. They're going to need a win against Iran next weekend. And against England, you're probably going to need a draw. I think England's in the driver's seat to go win the group. The top two teams in each group advance three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. The United States was in position to get all three points today until they blew it late. So three straight days of watching uh, the teams that I follow the most blow leads late in a football game and lose. So that's how my weekend was. Uh, so... That leads to the topic of discouragement. <laughs> I'm there. I am there. <laughs> you are there. Uh, Matt uh, chimes in on the stream yard. I have so much confidence I volunteered to work on Black Friday. <laughs> so, Matt, don't don't blame you there. Make some, some extra holiday cash there. Hey, hey me too. But uh, my job is this, talking is, about the hustle. Is this. So. <laughs> Elijah's going to start lobbying for hazard pay. Is 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 what it comes down to. Emotion. We're going to get you an emotional support dog, and uh, I've got two you can pick from at my house, and 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 then we're going to just go that route. That's need, that's how we're going to do it. I need an emotional support bottle. Is what I need after this season. Don't uh, you drink for joy, not for sorrow. Is is what I'm going to tell you. Thanks. But listen, let's start off with uh, the carousel because that's more interesting than. What happened Saturday? We we did two and a half hours of reaction. Uh, forgive us there, but it, it was uh, another. Well, Wisconsin found a way, despite being a uh, not a good Wisconsin team. Uh, they earned it. But the the latest is is this, and we've 
lob text messages and phone calls to people we trust. And the the name that, that popped up a couple, three weeks ago, does that sound right? Three weeks ago, Bronco Mendenhall. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked quite a bit with Coach Barnett about, about Bronco Mendenhall. He's uh, had a chance to cover him. A couple of other folks I know that are in, in network TV for college football have also had a chance to either coach with or cover Bronco and really high-level coach. I think Colorado is, is chasing him quite a bit as well. But, but Bronco's the name. Bronco's proven – and, and listen, there's there's all sorts of reaction to names. Urban Meyer either draws a yes, please, or hell no. Still, with three national championships and some Nebraska fans ready to overlook the baggage uh, for the wins. I'm not judging. I'm just laying out. Well, it's, it's- and some Nebraska fans want nothing to do. That That is your dude could get it flipped and you could win – pretty soon it's interesting to see how whenever the results in the field get worse the the amount of husker fans that are out there that are overwilling to look urban meyer's baggage because think about how loud the urban meyer cries were after the oklahoma game the results on the field were bad and then you go and you get back-to-back wins after that coming off the bye weekend maybe we don't need her and the urban meyer name starts quieting back down people go well look at these other names there's other good coaches out there you don't need a guy with all the baggage and then the results dip again and immediately people start going back to urban meyer is the only guy that can fix this it just it's it's not right. It's not wrong. It's just kind of it's interesting to see. No, interesting it, to see. It, has, it absolutely is flipped. Who's there's, kicking us off? This is the inverse relationship. We got uh, Chris on the line though. Chris, thanks for calling, bud. Go ahead. Hey guys, great show. Um, well, yeah, just uh, hopefully we learn something from Minnesota. You know, we have recruited a lot better players in Minnesota. We should have a lot better line than Minnesota mm-hmm. on offense. I know that's not reality, um, but. Uh, uh, Minnesota was just able to cram the ball down Iowa's throat. They they didn't score like they should. Iowa just has that voodoo going on. Um, and in, in fact, I predict a four-three Iowa win. It'll be three nothing until about five minutes left, and I'm not sure how Somehow, they get the two, way, safeties, two safeties. But they're getting two safeties to finish out the game, um, and it'll be a four-three win. Iowa might not even have positive yardage. I'm not sure. Um, you know, they may have like minus 17 yards of offense, and you know, which will be barely less than we'll have. But, um, uh, anyways, uh, you know, hopefully we learn a little something from from Minnesota, and, and we can try and run the ball. Stick with it, just do it. Um, and I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Sure. What do you make of Casey throwing Anthony uh, Grant under the bus? You know, as far as running, um, running, saying, running forward. Yeah, yeah, because they were saying that on the broadcast too that he was kind of avoiding, you know, the the small creases that were there. Uh, and uh, I, I think this with Anthony Grant, I think Anthony Grant has been so frustrated that there's been zero daylight. I don't think Anthony Grant is one dude that does not avoid contact, so it's not a business decision. I think he's Anthony, patient, though. I, th- I think Anthony Grant is like this offense is so bad. I feel like I got to do it myself. Got to go make a play. I got to go make a play for this offense and this team, and I'm going to try and hit a home run every time I touch the football. I think that's now, the mindset. Now, Ramirez 
where where this might work in Ramirez's favor is Ramirez is not a patient runner like Anthony Grant. So I generally like that about Anthony. You know, if he doesn't see a a, a good lane, he'll he'll be patient. Um, Ramirez do, doesn't do that. He's got to hit the hole that's you know. So it might benefit us to have Ramirez. Because if he's got a crease and he gets through it, then that could be a big play. It might benefit and, Nebraska to, to to call and be effective calling run plays. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. the true true truth of this whole thing is Nebraska is going to need to have success running the football, and they are so inconsistent at doing that. There's not a lot of trust with the OC or want to with the OC when it comes to to running the football. It's it's a necessary evil that he's admitted uh, that, yeah, i got to run the football in the Big Ten. He, he says it out loud, but his preference is to throw it, and his preference is the only way this thing's going to work is throwing the football because you can't run it consistently enough. I can't trust it. So, And, uh, and we played the best secondary in the, in the Big Ten West this week, so throwing the ball is, is problematic. Now, be. they do, they, you know, they might want to remember – that Trey Palmer ran a 60-yard end around like six work. games ago. No, I, there, there's a lot to go to. Chris, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate <laughs> you doing that. Yep, good stuff from Chris. Well, the, the thing is, it's not just the best secondary in the Big Ten West you're facing with best Iowa. Defense. It's probably the best all-around defense. Their interior defensive line is pretty good. They have a couple of good linebackers that fly all around the field and make plays everywhere. Like, it's they're, a tall task. They're insanely good. And, uh, and Chris did also say the fact that he thinks Iowa might have negative 17 yards of offense – if you've watched the past three, four weeks of Iowa football, their offense has actually taken a step forward. Is it good? No. Better. But it's better. It's good enough for them to start reeling off some wins and, as Chris said, put themselves in a position to go potentially win a Big Ten West crown with a win against Nebraska on Friday. So Think about where they were and where they're at now. And they were they were buried. They were dead. And the defense was always there. They had a rock fight against Illinois. What they did in Minneapolis is insane to to force two fourth quarter turnovers to force a fumble and then get a pick two red zone situations where Minnesota's about to put this thing away and by the way when's the first and last time on this defense anyone's ran for two bills Mo was doing it. Mm-hmm. Mo was great. And Iowa Russ emails in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Two words, Mo Ibrahim. Minnesota didn't run the ball effectively when Mo wasn't in the game. You get the combination of that running back with that offensive line, and they can do special things with an average quarterback, but he is a, a special running back. And uh, there, there's where it was flipped. It was the Iowa defense and and, uh, I mean, Iowa missed a couple of plays downfield as well, and they still found a way to win. That's, that's what this next hire has got to be. We can keep throwing open phones all first hour here. We're going to just kind of block that off. We'll spend time with Coach McBride and Jay Moore in hour two. But and we can, you know, talk fit or name or philosophy or who you like, who you hate. That doesn't matter. Whoever it's got to be, whoever it's going to be, has got to know their identity, be good at it, and, and then just, just grow it. Keep growing it, and, and it's got to be somebody that can be here to pour the concrete and build the house. And if they're a little older versus younger, so be it. But just 
just get this thing poured the right way. And that's really the gist of it. Whoever it's going to be has got to have that understanding. It can't be uh, bells and whistles and sexy and high-flying. It's got to be just boring and stable. I mean, it's got to be meat and potatoes. It's got to be uh, development. It's got to be also some some splash recruiting uh, with some some special guys that can win matchups for you. So the, 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 the wish list is out there, and it's interesting to see where Trev will go. Uh, who's the wild card? Who's wishful thinking? We'll keep chewing on that. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to your phone calls, your emails, as Hale Varsity continues presented by Currency. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Open phones, plenty of your reaction with uh, the upcoming Black Friday game, Nebraska-Iowa, Wisconsin-Nebraska, or just in general, the coaching search. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, 46637 Seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. We'll get to your emails. Stephen tweets in. Whipple is Whipple, and Nebraska won't run the ball as long as he's calling plays. Uh, Jeff and Matt both say, "Look, uh, leave Whipple and Lincoln uh, to finish the turkey." <laughs> as uh, as you get ready, who's on the horn with us? We've got Paul on the line. Paul, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey guys, uh, one thing I think we're all just gonna have to face the reality of. No matter who we're looking for, no matter who we may have actually settled on, we may say, hey, Matt Brill, you're the man. We want you so bad. We are possibly not the first choice of whoever we want as our man. He well, may be saying, thank you, Nebraska, but I need to find out what's going to happen at Auburn before I commit to coming to Nebraska. No, I think Trev's – I, I would – be very uh, surprised if Trev under doesn't understand that. I mean, he's had. Oh, se- I'm sure se- Trev understands. It's the fan base that possibly doesn't get. I it. think there's more and more Nebraska fans, Paul, that get that Nebraska is in such a deep hole right now that it's a tough ask, especially with the changing setup of the Big Ten, and you've not been good for six Ever. years, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, you haven't gone to a bowl in six years, so. It's 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 difficult, and the recruiting base is as good as in-state talent has gotten and continues to develop. I mean, it's as good as it's been in a long time. Yeah. It's still not the Sun Belt or the Ohio Valley or California. I mean, it's still I think it's, it'll it's be, not. I think it'll be real interesting to see whether or not some of those other uh, big-name uh, programs whether they settle with uh, who they're going with before Nebraska gets a chance to get theirs. Well, there's there's pros and cons to every gig. Uh, yeah. Boulder's uh, forgotten, sweet area. Boulder's kind of a forgotten spot. They're in a, a tailspin. Auburn is yeah. uh, very uh, lucrative, and you can absolutely win there. But if you don't win as long as they think you should win, they've kind of pulled a – a 2.0 at Nebraska, where they've run out some really yeah. good coaches, specifically Gus. And I'm, uh, I'm going to be really, uh, I'm going to be on uh, suicide watch. Where it turns out that uh, we're actually lower in uh, prestige than Colorado or Arizona State. 
I, I don't Please think they are. Please tell me that we haven't fallen that far. I don't think they are. I think between looming NCAA sanctions at Arizona State and Colorado's, no one cares. Uh, I think Nebraska is very safe. Are you higher than Georgia Tech? I would think, but what do I know? Thanks for the call, Paul. Appreciate you jumping in. Four six six three seven seven six. I think you're right there. I think Wisconsin has settled. Uh, they haven't announced it, but I think Leonard shored that up by getting to a bowl game. The question is this. If you're on the, the Kansas train, if you're on the Kansas train, why would you leave what you built at Kansas State if you're Chris Kleiman? You, you just left North Dakota after an incredible run. You not only maintained, you exceeded. Then you go to K-State. Against popular mafia was wanting uh, Bill Jr. or whatever the kid's name is. You go in there and then you flip it around and you're really, really pretty good this year. You got a chance to win a Big 12 championship. Leopold, there, there's the world of football is hinging on what you do. They're going to do stadium expansion. They're going to give you a boatload more money. And you've done really well in a tough situation where you, that was the worst program in football. And now your finish hasn't been great, but you started 5-0. and And for God's sake, you had game day there. You're going to finish 6-6, six and 6-7, six, six and 7-5. Seven, seven and five. I mean, it could go different well, ways. The, the question is, do you want to leave the former worst team in Power 5 to go to the current worst team in Power 5? And the and, only and, reason you do that is because your connection here. And I, I don't believe that the talent at Nebraska is the worst in Power 5, but I can argue pretty easily that the results in the field over the past five years are the worst in the power five the development's been among the worst mm-hmm. i mean you, you coaches always say well i've got a really good player here my job's not to screw them up there's been a lot of screwing up that's been going on and the right guy can fix it, it urban could fix it uh leopold Kleiman could fix it do they want to leave this soon to where they've been and as a as a brand, it's an absolute no-brainer, yes, but brands are just that. They're brands. It's prestige, but it's it's gonna be a pain in the backside to get where they need to go. Do you relish that? They're both competitors, so yeah. I mean they've they've left their comfort zones many times over. Uh do they do they want to leave where they're at now? Because what they're doing is super impressive where they're at. And as we talk, they've got a chance in future years to get in a playoff. That sounds crazy, but if you really get it rolling in Lawrence, it's not crazy to say Kansas can win a, a Big 12 championship. They did it under Mangino. It's not crazy to say K-State can win a, a Big 12 championship because they've done it before, and they've they've been really impressive this year. And to me... And I know we're going to get to the phone lines here in just a second. Bob's been patiently waiting for us. But it almost comes down to what kind of egos these guys have. You're not going to be a, I think it's more about it being a competitor than an ego. And, and I'm kind of using those two sure. interchangeably. But it comes down to, do you want to prove to everybody that you are one of the best coaches in college football? That's that's the question it becomes. Do you want to reach that upper echelon of coaches? Because I don't think you're going to reach it at Kansas State or at Kansas. But you can sure as hell get a lot closer if you're going and you're resurrecting Nebraska. Then you're going to reach that point of people saying, you know what, this is a dude. This guy's a, a legit coach, one of the top in the country. He not only turned around Kansas or Kansas State or whatever, mm-hmm. but he went and turned around Nebraska too, who was, as we just mentioned, 
the worst Power 5 team over the past five years in terms of record. So that's what it comes down to to me. Are you going to be betting on yourself? Are you going to have that ego to say, you know what, I think I'm one of the best coaches in the country and I want to prove it to everybody else? Or are you going to say, you know what, I'm fat and happy. I've made the move up from North Dakota State or made the move up from Buffalo and I'm now making millions of dollars. I'm in a a well-positioned spot at either Kansas or Kansas State and I'm going to be happy here and raise my family and and get my money that I deserve. What what is the question? What's going on in the back of these guys' minds? Here's what the – here is what's got to be the connector. Whoever it is to leave where they're at and they've had success at – some of them want to just get out. Doran, right? What, what, has he hit his ceiling? Has Campbell hit his ceiling at their respective spots at NC State and Iowa State? What you got to hope for with a really good football coach is, dude, it's Nebraska. That's what a lot of the fan base thinks. And a lot of old school football fans still, dude, it's, it's Nebraska. Doesn't mean much to some out there now, 35 and under. Okay, but the 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 legend and this sounds like straight up crazy propaganda. Here's a glass of Kool Aid, but it's got to be. Well, it's Nebraska. I mean, that's got to be the response from the coach where their wheels start turning about how great it can be because it once was incredible, and to 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 be at that program, man, has got to needs to have been a goal for them when they got into coaching. Man, someday it'd be really awesome to coach at Nebraska. Your Coach McBride talk about that all the time when he was a young coach. Man, Nebraska and Devaney got it really, you know. I mean, that's that's got to be the, the reckoning, really. Man, it's Nebraska. I want to I want to be the guy to flip that over. That's how you got the last guy. Come fix this, dude. Uh, and it's got to be that same mentality. If you if you turn Nebraska around. Bring them back to national relevancy. You're now a just, rock star. Just win. But I know just win. <laughs> just, but, but just just win. Hold on to leads. Run the football. Worry about the gravy down the road. Just just find a way to get to a bowl game mm-hmm. right now. And that's that's honestly, I never thought I'd be that guy. That's where I'm at right now. Look at the guys. Look at the roster. Look at the stars. Look at the the evaluation of no star or four star or somewhere in between and coach them up and do well. The guys that are on staff right now have done a good job of keeping this team engaged and coaching them up, right? Shouldn't have gone that way the way it did against Wisconsin. Shouldn't have gone that way uh, against uh, Minnesota. It, it shouldn't have, right? But it did. It absolutely did because you didn't have enough gas in the tank uh, because of complimentary football. Bob, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, from everything you guys were just saying, there's only one real answer, and that's Kurt. There's Urban Meyer. I mean, you heard him on the uh, shows before that he he really respects the uh, history and everything Nebraska is all about. With all the new facilities, the coaching staff that is here, he's a very intelligent coach, and I'm thinking he would retain a lot of these coaches that we do have, and he knows how to build a winner. He just knows how. And are we really counting him out? I, is he out of the equation? I don't know. And, and I'm just being honest with you. I don't know. I'd like to think that, that Trev's talked to him. I'd like to think that Trev's maybe gauged his interest. Uh, I would hope so. I'd like to think that Urban can go hire uh, an elite staff or keep who he thinks is really good that's here, here. And, and he's going to build something and then hand it off to the next coach, which Mickey could be learning under. And after that, boom. The thing, the reality is this, and Bob, thanks for the phone call, but I appreciate you tuning in. Mickey, 
Mickey's 54, 55 years old, right? Mickey's either going to get an offer somewhere or he's going to get an offer to stay, one of the two, and he's got to make a decision with what am I best at? Do I want to take a run at being a head coach again? Am I built for that? Or do I want to be a position coach, get paid really well to be an assistant, and, and oh, yeah, my, my bread and butter is recruiting, and, and just go, go help be a part of this process in Lincoln? That, that's, that's a Mickey call. Uh, if you're Arizona State, yeah, you make a phone call to Mickey, and, and you try and get him down wearing Sun Devil Maroon. But Mickey's a guy that is, I just think, are you going to, we're getting way ahead. Let's let's land somebody that's here for five to seven years before worrying about the, uh, the, the transition process. And to your point, let's worry about getting to seven and five before you worry about 10 and two or 11 and yeah, one. And, and it should be noted. Who's the guy to take over? The guy that's going to turn 60 or 58, you know. If, if, if Trev hires a guy who's happy with seven and five or eight and four, he has shot too low. That, that is not enough expectations for a place like Nebraska, but that is the first step to getting back to where you not only think you should be, but where you, in reality, based on resources, should be. Well, with between recruiting and, and what this place has, yeah, absolutely. Who's with us? we got Moose on the line, but we're up against a break All here. Right. Moose, can, Moose, hang on. Hang on. I'm not going to short you. Moose, hang on and tell me about your delicious salsa that needs to be part of Thanksgiving dinner. Hang on the line, Moose. We'll get to your calls. We'll read some more emails. Uh, I, what do you think? Did Nebraska get Stoops paid, or was that Auburn? We'll discuss that. I think we're all warm into urban. Fickle, maybe? Should we that's, fickle? that's it. Yes, we're going to get to fickle as well. Fickle is right there, and that's the question. That's who the flight trackers would lead you to is, believe. Is he the wild card here, or is he just the wishful thinking? Hail Varsity continues, 466-3776. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. More as the carousel spins. 25 minutes away, Mr. Blackshirt Charlie McBride joins us on Hale Varsity. Jay Moore on the way. Moose going to weigh in, 466-3776. Moose, go ahead, bud. Afternoon, guys. Hey, how are you? Doing well, thanks. Loving the weather. Um, Fickle, I'd be in on Fickle, for sure. Uh, However... I'd be in on. I mean, I, I just tr- I trust the process. I trust Trev. I don't think everybody does. I don't think I'm breaking any news when I say it, it blows my mind the amount of experts that are on social media. <laughs> it's kind of fun, out. though, man. I mean, I, it, grain yeah. of salt. Got to take it with a grain of salt because nobody's uh, been able to uh, to truth serum Trev right now to uh, right. to talk out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and it's fun until it's not. Like I have to, I have to put the phone down at times because I get a little uh, nauseated. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah, I'll go with <laughs> nauseated. Sickle, um, interestingly enough, kind of got his whole head coaching start in sort of the same position Mickey finds himself. Right. Yep, with Ohio State during the uh, the the Trestle departure and pre-Urban. Yeah. Right, right. So he's had to, you know, pay his dues and, and experience the ropes that way. Um, I'm interested if I'm sure you've heard this same thing. I've heard it from a couple of people who 
I trust and who, you know, know, know people or have a kid on the team or, or what have you, the whole Urban's going to be the guy, groom Mickey to take over in four years. And I don't necessarily buy it, but, man, I've heard it from a couple of people who normally seem to have their fingers on the pulse of the program. So I have to raise my hand whenever Elijah's talking about it's interesting to see those people who were anti-urban uh, when it was first mentioned and then uh, have sort of backed off of that stance. I, I definitely find myself in – and i got to think urban doesn't want – his lasting legacy to be the Jacksonville memories. No, Urban wants to come back into the Big Ten, beat Ohio State, uh, give it to Michigan, uh, beat who he's usually beat, and he's always had an affinity for Nebraska and Coach Osborne, and to bring it back, that would that would stroke Urban's ego oh so well. And to my point last segment about ego, as you said, confidence, whatever you want to put it at, competitiveness. It comes down to if somebody wants a Nebraska job, it's because they want to prove they're the best out there. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what Urban would come down to. This does not come down to can Nebraska go pull Urban. I, I think Trev can pay Urban what it needs. Is mm-hmm. does, does Urban have that fire within him to prove that he is still the best? Totally. That's the question I, I absolutely to. does. And let's be straight. He pretty much got told to take a hike by SC last year. Because yep. I guarantee he was angling for the SC job. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. I thought he was, too. I, I was surprised that he didn't jump at that. So... They, I think they told him no. <laughs> yeah, right. I think you're right. And I think that uh, I was ready to tell him no myself. And then we've had to experience this. And to hear words uttered like worst Power 5 team in the country the last five years record-wise, like I just would have never in my wildest dreams growing up in the 80s and 90s that we'd ever find ourselves here. But here we are, and we don't have room to be – uh, pushing somebody aside because of some missteps. Well, uh, Moose, appreciate you tuning in, brother. Have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, you guys, happy Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, good to, to hear from Moose. Yeah, uh, the 9-4s and fours and 7-3s and threes and Man, Ohio State really took it to Nebraska on national TV. None of that was fun as a Nebraska fan when you're used to what was incredible. But, man, how you've fallen down where and Brennan nailed it. You're, you're, the season would at least be somewhat tolerable if you can pull off an upset Friday. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as bad as it's been, you're in a five-game tailspin right now. You've had a chance to win some of those ball games. Who's with us? Jonathan. Jonathan, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. So, uh, just kind of piggyback on for the last caller said about, like, fans on social media claiming to be experts and claiming to be like Scott Van Pelt when they say the most basic things, you know. <laughs> I, I will say, you know, so many Nebraska fans and, you know, Nebraska haters would always say at the beginning of the season, oh, Nebraska's not going to be good this year, thinking they're so smart for saying such a basic statement, which, you know, I, I personally think even if Frost was still the coach, it would still be the same result, honestly. Although, with Mickey, there just seems to be a little bit more effort and just, you know, a little bit of bad luck, I will admit. And, and circumstance, too, let's be honest. It's not an easy circumstance for a Mickey Joseph. But, like, I think uh, it's it's going towards the, some of the fans who think they're really smart for predicting 
you know, Nebraska was going to be bad this season, and them thinking they're a, a sportscaster on ESPN. And yeah, yeah, and like the people listening who think that, I'm sorry, you're not smart, you're stupid. Well, it it doesn't take the, a genius to say that stuff. The sportscasters on ESPN here, we were talking about, should you take the over on Nebraska wins preseason? So. No, and we were all, you know, do, do they find seven? Does it save him? I'm so sorry. Take a drink. It was so wrong. It was so off. Do they get to six? Four six six three seven seven. I mean, you know, Jonathan. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thank you, you calling. That, yeah. It's fun though. It's fun to play expert. It's fun to throw it out there. Everyone's got an opinion. It's all good. Twitter allows you to do whatever the hell you want. Good, bad, ugly. So well, if, if if your barber's cutting Trev's hair. Or your neighbor uh, Spurrier did have that cable installed and has an insight to who it's going to be. Let it fly. Well, and get some likes. Feel good about yourself. It's fine. To defend ourselves for a second here, I think we can all look at this season though and understand that the, the offensive line, the lines of scrimmage, are really what what hindered Nebraska this season. And I don't think you should go into a season expecting that guys regress from the year before, especially with the new position coach, and I'm specifically looking at the offensive line. It's a position group that's regressed from last season and Mm. has gotten worse. And and the standard in college football is as a guy gets older, as he spends more time in the program, he's going to get better. That didn't happen. That hasn't happened for a couple years. You've not seen guys in the program get better. You've seen Cam Taylor-Britt. You've seen JoJo Doman. Cam Juergens. Cam Juergens. You've seen a handful of guys get better. You've not seen it on the offensive line. You do have instances where guys have come back, like a Bando, like a Hickson, like a Piper, all right? And if you're looking at pro football focus, Ben Hart's graded out the highest this year. A guy that really hasn't had a chance to settle in and just develop because he's been flipping 48 positions, Corcoran, Turner, Corcoran. I think Corcoran can be a good old lineman. He's got to settle in and, and have a, an offseason of not being hurt, find a position and stick to it. He's not had that. To, to defend him a little bit. Do we have time? No, we don't. Let's hang on. Yeah, well, Pete, hang on the line for us. Yeah, Pete, we'll take your call. Uh, get to more of your phone calls here, 466-3776. Real quick, when we talk fickle, is Cincinnati, as they transition to the Big 12, I mean, they're a year removed from the playoff. I believe they're fighting for an ACC title, a AC title. I believe they, they're, they're them in Tulane. They're, they're they're eight and two or nine and two overall, mm-hmm. and they got Tulane this weekend. Yeah, they, so they're they're there. Does he want to keep doing his thing in Cincinnati, or does he want to move up to to the Big Ten, turn Michigan State down? We'll wind down hour one on the way. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Monday edition Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Pete, floor is yours. Go for it. How are you doing today? Good, Pete. Thanks for the call. Say, uh, I could be wrong. I didn't see much of the second half, but I was told um, in the first half, Casey was running the ball and opening up that offense. Casey was running for his life. But he was running forward and making yards. Yeah, no, he was he was he was a willing runner on Saturday for sure. Did he run much in the second half? He again ran for his life. He tried, yes, but not not quarterback designed runs. 
Well, the last game is coming up. I wonder if they're going to turn them loose and everybody's going to put it on the line. Uh, we need to put it on the line. We don't have that killer instinct, and you got to develop that, and I think you develop that in practice. But but we've, we're in too, way too many close games, and we always come out the losing side of it, and I think that goes back to coaching and practicing. Pete, don't disagree with, with how it's gone practice-wise. It's been better with Mickey, but it's still hard to undo years uh, of a mentality in, in seven seven games. But, yeah, if, they, if, if they'd have more – and Pete, thanks for the call. If, there, if there's more quarterback run, aside from the occasional red zone read keep, then, then maybe, maybe you get a couple of first downs if you're calling some quarterback run when – that one-two punch quarterback running back in his own read scheme may not get you a ton of yards, but at least it's a it's a changeup. Something that you make make the defense think, make the defense have to account for the quarterback. And, and my take on Casey's more willingness to run was, I think it was a guy who walked on senior day who was going balls to the wall, giving effort. Sure, and, and you know it probably felt pretty fresh after the past couple weeks of not taking he, hits, where he felt good, and then. Oh man, I started taking some hits this game. Maybe it's most advantageous for me to stay in the pocket and deliver the ball downfield as opposed to the alternative that we could have back. He's there. a warrior, the way he'd always step up in the pocket. Uh, let's go to Nicholas. Nicholas. Nicholas, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hey, buddies. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great, actually. Uh, I just want to hit on the, the topic of, you know, Urban and kind of what the 50 50 split in Nebraska seems to be. I'm, I've been on Urban's train since it, you know, it kind of took off. And, I mean, the guy, I mean, with all the setbacks, yeah, he's made some mistakes. But, I mean, football is football, and mistakes are made quite often. But it's the man behind the mistake willing to correct that and move forward. I think Urban's legacy would be very much solidified if he came here. Uh, I mean, Nebraska is a special place. I mean, not to just, you know, us Nebraskans, but, I mean, we owned the 80s. We owned the 90s. We had a brand. We stuck to that brand. We built on that brand. And ever since the Peterson and fiasco, and mm-hmm. our brand has basically been non-existent. So um, if anybody could create a brand for us, again, it would be somebody like Urban that, that has his brand. It's worked, consistently worked. And something like Nebraska, we need somebody special to turn this around because it's not just going to happen overnight with, a, with an okay name guy or – and okay, you know, just a so-so coaching hire. We, we need to go for the top. Nebraska's not, brand has withstood 20 years of constant. What is that brand now, Sipple? What is our brand? Well, I'm not, I'm not Sipple. I'm Schmidt. But it, oh, that, sorry. That, sorry. That, that sorry. brand okay. is, uh, is, is still a, a blue blood, but it's, it's aging. And it's it's damaged. And Urban's brand is excellence. Had a friend who went to his yeah. football camp. He broke down the camp by saying, none of you are good enough to be Ohio State football players. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Pay the man <laughs> as you leave. Hey, right. thanks for uh, the phone call, Nicholas. Appreciate it. Uh, hour two, Charlie McBride on the way. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. 
Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. We'll spend time with Charlie McBride, Mr. Blackshirt, here in a moment. Vet chiming in from Newcastle, Nebraska. Vet, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I just, uh, a month, uh, with the coaching change, I just got a couple questions. What other uh, Power 5 coach could do any better than Mickey with the hand he was dealt. Nobody. And what do you? A uh, couple things with Mickey. We should remember. What about recruiting? What happens then? And he's got the room with the players. Mm-hmm. He has a strong bond to relate to the kids. And this isn't going to, you know, uh, turn overnight. Whether you got Urban Meyer or any of the other coaches, because all the other coaches that you have mentioned, they all have a. a, a flaws too mm-hmm. but uh getting the kids to play for him what is going to happen if mickey doesn't get the job or we don't retain mickey well and i think that's mission, something we need vet, to think about vet, vet thanks for the phone call uh one mission one is to retain mickey all right if mickey wants to be retained two uh, you're absolutely right the hand that was dealt was the worst poker hand ever ever, 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 and you're still in the game, and you've seen good effort, you just haven't seen wins. I think the problem with Mickey has been some management things, be it in-game or offensive coordinator management. And we don't know the the inside E. True Hollywood story there, but if I'm head coach playing armchair Monday guy, uh, I figure out a way to, to run the football successfully and burn some clock. I know they, they called run plays, but it it looked a, a lot different result-wise than maybe it could have. And that's just it. Nebraska's never been able to run the football when they've had to run the football. When the defense knows it's coming. When the defense knows it's coming. Uh, we welcome in Mr. Blackshirt, uh, longtime Husker legend, Charlie McBride. Coach, rumor has it you blew out some birthday candles yesterday. I did. 79 I'm again. Four, I'm 41. <laughs> I love it. 41, Coach. <laughs> Wonderful. So since you're so young, you want to come back here and, uh, and, and, and help out a, a program that needs some help, brother? Well, I can still... Yeah, I could probably do a good job running the ball. (laughs) (laughs) I I know you'd call the play anyway. That's great. Ran into your dear friend uh, Grant Wistrom Saturday. He uh, said he had a chance to talk with you, and that was really cool. He said that he had fun chatting with you. Yeah, he did. Did he have Charlie with him? Uh, No, he had. His daughter? No, Charlie was not with him. He had a, a, a player. From Missouri, from Missouri, is a defensive lineman. He's yeah. coaching. That's really good ball down, player. Down in yeah, yeah, yeah. Down in Springfield. Yeah, yeah he's only. Uh, I think he's going to be a senior next year. Mm-hmm. Just a junior this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, but anyway, it's uh, it's it's been nice and cold here, and you know, kind of like, but no wind. Well, that's so you save a it win. for the game. Well, <laughs> yeah, you'll save it for the game. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into last Saturday and this Friday. Man, it looked good until it didn't. Uh, what did you think of the Wisconsin-Nebraska ball game? Well, I I thought, you know, I, I thought we were we'd win the game. I mean, I I really did. And then at the end, just at the end of the game, it's, things didn't happen right. But you know, it seemed like it all. You know, it just seems like the same old thing. And whatever it is, you know, we just don't finish. And uh, somehow. And we just can't make a play on defense. You know, I looked at the turnover things, and we're really, you know, low in the conference in turnovers. And, you know, and having, that's one of the things that, you know, you have to you have to do. And uh, I think we were second from the bottom in the Big Ten in turnovers. So, you know, we haven't had enough of them. And, and those are the things, the big plays on defense – when you get in a situation like that, are really important, and we just couldn't come up with one. Coach, why do you think Nebraska's had a hard time finishing? Not just this year, not just Saturday, but it's been an ongoing issue. Well, I think a lot of times that you know you can you can blame it on a thousand things, but sometimes. You know, when you're recruiting a kid's a pretty good player, but you you need to really be sure that, you know, you're recruiting kids that are well coached. And sometimes some's aren't some are not. And I know that you know, when I look back on some of the stuff we had, you know, we had some kids that were really good, for example, good tacklers. I mean, really good. And they came here they were good. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so you know, it's it's part of it's part of your high school background and things like that that you have, you know, and and a lot of times it's it's a speed factor too. I I talked to a coach the other day who happens to be a head coach, and um, I asked him what if he'd seen his play, and he said uh, a couple of three times he saw it, had us you know saw his play, but not the whole games. But he said you really you don't have much speed. And, uh, you know, that's kind of an observation from, you know, not an opposing coach, but a coach that, you know, is a, is a Division Five, you know, I mean, a, you know, one of the big five sure. conferences. So he, uh, you know, he felt like that, that that was really one of our, one of the factors of, uh, you know, our kids. He, he gave me a list of things. I, I kind of had talked to him before and, he made it a point to look at some stuff. So, you know, there were some things that, you know, were uh, – and, and that's where kind of where he thought, too, that when we check kids out, you know, we need to be sure that, you know, they're uh, – you know, how well coached they are and things like that. Uh, so, you know, it's not as important on offense as it is on defense because mm-hmm. a lot of the offensive stuff was his natural ability, uh, you know, that – that puts you there defensively. It's a little more of a instinctive person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the fifteen's a, a heck of a player. Yeah, he is. You know, um, uh, and you know he's he's the when you look at him, if you, I don't know how many tackles he made, but he was in on 
it, he was there at the ball or he was in on the tackle or he made the tackle every time. I mean, it was, he, you know, he's just instinctive and he's tough and he's smart. And, uh, you know, he's got good speed, but he's all over the place. If you really look at him, those are the kind of kids you have to look for. You know, you can't, you can't look for twos. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and you have to discipline yourself to, you know, some kids you just like. Oh, I like this kid a lot. You know, you know, I'd love to help him out, but <laughs> mm-hmm. he doesn't run fast enough. And I know one of the things we did, you know, it's hard when we when we really disciplined ourselves to a speed factor. I mean, we had some good linebackers and some good defensive ends and everything, but they just couldn't run fast enough and. And they were going to good schools, and they were doing all this stuff. And thing is, you never heard of them again. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, so we didn't make mistakes. But uh, you know, it's really important that you you know you, you do those things when you're recruiting. And I think you know it depends a lot on the head coach. And you know, and I look at it right now. You know, the recruiting part of it, and I haven't seen a defensive lineman in two years. You know, and I, you know, I've seen a lot of wide receivers and a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, I know even Tom was a little disappointed in himself, you know, when he, when he got done coaching that one of the things he said, he didn't feel like he spent enough time with the defense. And I think, you know, if you have an offensive guy, you really need to, you know, your coordinator needs to be sure that it's, uh, you know, even even keel boat where he, it's not all offensive, you know. And, uh, you know, I think that's important. Troy McBride's with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And, Coach, you kind of alluded to it there at that last answer. But I, I want to get your take. Generally speaking, when you look at this current team, is this a, a, a coaching staff that needs more talent to make it happen, or is this talent that needs a, a better coaching staff and, and better development to make it happen? I know that the correct answer is probably a combination of both, but generally speaking, when you look at this team, is it does it need more talent, or does it need better development of that talent? Well, I think the coaching change had a lot to do with it. I think once, you know, and, that, and Mickey went to a point where he, um, uh, you know, moved uh, the defensive coordinator to safeties because he's used to having two defensive backfield coaches, you know, in the, in the game and, uh, and left the linebacker coach uh, or the defensive line coach to take the outside linebackers. That's impossible. That's totally impossible. And that's hurting the pass rush a lot because they're not getting reps on pass rush in their group work. They're just splitting time and they're doing things, you know, and they're, you know, they're, they're having trouble reading blocks and things like that, and and uh, you know it's there's there's just a ton of things, but it's not all his fault. It's it you know he's got more than he can handle, and it's it's just not right you know to even think that to to be able to do that. I you know I talking to Tony Samuel, he couldn't believe it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know so you know there isn't a there isn't a team in the country that doesn't have an outside defensive end or outside linebacker coach and sometimes you, you can't even work with the inside and outside linebackers together sometimes you know it's pretty hard to do because you have different drops you have different reads you have different you know when you're on the corner 
You have to teach that outside guy the angles of the guard pulling. Is he kicking me out? Is he hooking me? Is the back lined up? How's he blocking, doing all these different things? And you have to work on those in practice. So when you do that, you eliminate the other guys. Mm-hmm. You can't do two things at once. So Go. there's guys standing around. Coach, want to get your thought on, on a name that's that's out there and might be more of a, 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 a wild card name. But uh, talk to me a little bit about what you know about Luke Fickle. He's at Cincinnati, was at Ohio State, mm-hmm. and, and he's a guy that would, would fit well. We all think in Lincoln, I don't know, as they move to the Big 12, if he'd be ready to leave Cincinnati. Well, I, I think he's an excellent coach. I really do. I think he's he's got a background that's as good as anybody, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's done. He's he's taken Cincinnati, and I know the situation there. I, I you know, they they were a kind of a second class program uh, up till you know the I'd say the eighty five or ninety mm-hmm. in there. And they started getting better, you know, a little bit, put more into it. It was pretty much a basketball school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to go to games down there between Cincinnati and Miami when I was a kid, you know. So, you know, they're, they're a, they were a mid-American conference team. And, um, I mean, I don't know if you remember a guy named Joe Morrison that played for the Giants, but he was oh, one of their yeah, running Joe, backs. Joe Morris, I was yeah, a kid. yeah. <laughs> so... So anyway, but but I I think that he's he is if he was the coach, I would be pretty excited myself. I don't know if that's truth or rumor or fairy tale or what, but he's but I just look at look at the coaches that have come from Cincinnati: Brian Kelly, D'Antonio. They all went to bigger programs. Uh, I think Fickle won at Ohio State, got passed up on Notre Dame. I don't know if he's ready to jump or not. Uh, he, he turned down Michigan State last year, well, so he, he's. I, I can tell you this: that if a guy, if if he did take the job, for example, and I, I would say that there's been a lot of thought and a lot of talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's examined the thing thoroughly, and he he's been through some things that. You know, and and in his coaching experience, that would lead him in that direction. I mean, no, I would, but he he also is is a guy that is not jumping on a job just to right. jump on a job. And take, he's he's it's fun to make money, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't think he's th- th- that kind of person. Sure. To be honest with you, I mean, I. He, you know, if you're a head coach, you make so much. But he's not one of these guys that's, you know, that it's a, you know, going to go out of his way to try to make more money. Right. It's about and, fit uh, and challenge, probably. Coach, we'll uh, tell you to have a great, great Turkey Day and cheer hard on Friday. Okay. I'll do it. Um, well, Friday's going to be. Tough duty, but uh, you know these. Some, you never know what's going to happen, and <laughs> you know if somebody thinks they're better than somebody else, they got a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, the overconfidence can be a problem, Coach. Uh, we appreciate you much. Enjoy that turkey okay. and stuffing. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. 
I'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care, Coach. Okay. Bye-bye. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Listen, I don't know if we're just throwing a dart with the Fickle name, but I'd lo- I loved his perspective on, mm. on Fickle for sure and uh, really good insight. Uh, phone lines for you at 466-3776. We'll spend some time with Jay Moore. Our dear friend Lars Anderson is on a heater right now. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. And now... And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, a Monday reaction, Nebraska-Wisconsin, Iowa week, coaching search in Sim NFL, helping, helping us to break it down. Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFLer, co-host, Big Red Wrap-Up. Jay, how was the weekend? Well, it was, uh, it was good. I had some family actually come in town. I hadn't seen them in a while. They, uh, they live down in Austin, Texas, so they came up for the game and uh, got to hang out with them for a little bit on Friday night. And uh, other, other than uh, the results of the game, um, it was a good weekend. How many times do you get from either strangers or distant family or just people in general, do you get folks walking up to you saying, what the hell's happened to Nebraska football? <laughs> you know, I feel like it's happened more this year. They might just because I'm – I'm more of a familiar face being on Big Red Rep on Tuesday nights, but I tell you what, it's happened. It's happened more and more just with people just like, what do you, what, you know, how do you feel? What do you see? Who do you feel the next head coach is going to be? It's definitely, uh, it's definitely uh, increased. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, like I keep telling people, you just, I, I've just, like all of us, we just be, have become more and more numb to, to the situation that's, uh, you know, we've dealt with the last what five, six years at Memorial Stadium. It's it's a sad situation, but uh, you just you, you get numb to it because uh, you're tired of being disappointed. And uh, there was just another disappointment again on on Saturday, unfortunately. It was, and you just you can't make it up. Where you look at how it went for three quarters, and then the deciding quarter, and it, Jay, as a defensive guy, it just didn't fare, where you do your job for three quarters, but you are so exhausted that you, you can't find a way to make a stop uh, the, the final two minutes, two and a half minutes, and oh, by the way, they get it at the 50. I mean, it's just Murphy's Law for them. Yeah, it's extremely frustrating because they have, they have gotten better you know, throughout the season, and I know they struggled during, uh, you know, when they played Purdue, but uh, they've gotten better. In the offense, you can't say that for. The offense has gotten worse. I know not having Casey for a couple games there was, was a major issue. But, however, the offensive line has not gotten better. They've arguably gotten worse throughout the year. And then you look at, you know, the changes that the defense has made, and then obviously with firing Chenander after the Oklahoma game, and they've incrementally gotten better. They're playing better up front, not as many missed tackles. So they've obviously made some tweaks here and there, but it, it has to be extremely frustrating. I, I would be a defensive player just because you can't, you can't get any sort of help whatsoever. And that, ha- and that is, I've been there. I, I, I have definitely 
have been there where you're doing enough. You're doing more than more than enough to win some football games, and uh, you'd you'd like to think that your offense can pick up some first downs here, that here or there to uh, you know sustain drive, take some time off the clock, you know, so on and so forth. But that's just that just hasn't been the case. It has uh, it's been it's been frustrating to watch. I can only imagine what they're feeling. I know it's a, it's a team game, and I know. The defense is probably saying, "Hey, we should have stopped them in the fourth quarter, gotten a stop to you know to keep them from getting those." Uh, what it was that they scored what twelve points in the fourth in uh, the fourth quarter there. So the, I know they're probably kicking themselves, thinking they got to get a stop. But again, <laughs> you're holding teams to, to you know they weren't able to do much. They got a few runs here or there, and they're going to do that just just with the sheer amount of you know the the, the firepower that they have up front and. I know Wisconsin wasn't the best Wisconsin, but they're still they still come off the football pretty well. They still know how to block and and, and scheme the run game. So quite puzzling that you just somehow just can't put some you know a game plan something to get your offensive line to have some sort of success. You know that's that's what I scratch my head at, and I think that's part of Whipple's stubbornness is you know he's not going to tweak things and change things. He's going to do it way the way he wants to. But you got to be able to put your guys in the best situation to win to to win football games. And I just wish you know I look at early you know early success we had against Minnesota in the in the type of runs we were doing. We had guys pulling and tight ends, and I just didn't see a whole lot of that against Wisconsin. I wish like you know I, again it's 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 two different teams, but I, I think you could some somehow create some use some creativity here just to give your guys. You know, a little, a little bit more of success, especially on first down. That's so, that's so crucial and important in starting out your offensive drives. But it's uh, unfortunately, you know, they 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 haven't held up the end of the, the end of the bargain. You know, this year. And if Nebraska could have just got one fourth down there, we had the ball just under five minutes. You, you'd, I'd like Nebraska chances to to win that thing out. But instead, you know, uh, Anthony Grant gets bludgeoned <laughs> as soon as he gets the handoff and then boom you know luckily he's able to get some yards back on second down but you just can't you got to get some success in the in the run game and and whether it's i know the, the offensive line struggled um heavily this year but somehow create something for them to have some success and they just haven't been able to do it and now you know looking at uh, another three-one season back to back and you know and going to iowa city you know with our tail between our legs Jay Moore's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Jay, that's where I want to look next to Iowa City. It's on a short week. And with this Husker football team sitting right now at 3-8, and eight, there's a demoralizing loss on Saturday. Are, are you worried about a ready-for-the-off-season type performance on Friday afternoon? No, I'm not worried about that at all. I think, I think Mickey has the ear of this team still. And I think they're still going to fight. And I, I'm never too concerned with that because you are still – whether you're – you know, whether you're playing for the end on the side of the helmet, the name on the back, you are you are putting yourself out there, and you got to have some sense of pride, which I think I think a majority of these guys still have pride in what they do. It's just <laughs> they just can't somehow you know get the job done. So I, I'm not too concerned with the energy and the effort. I uh, that hasn't. I've, there's been some energy issues, effort issues, I think, early on, but I think those got resurrected once Mickey, once Scott was fired, and I, I, you saw a, a new energy, some a little more emotion going forward. So, not going to be too concerned with that. They have a chance to play spoiler. You know, obviously Iowa win. They have to get the West again. Hopefully, they can go in there and in battle. I mean, 
you know, early lines, Iowa's only a nine-point favorite or ten-point favorite. So if somehow Nebraska can get some things going offensively against a really, really good uh, Iowa defense, you know, I, I, I'm just I'm put on that Minnesota film and, and just like, hey, what and how do they get Ibrahim, you know, to get 260 against Iowa's defense? I know he gassed them for a couple big runs, but I'm telling you what, I'm installing that run game, whatever they're doing, that Minnesota got against Minnesota, or Minnesota got against Iowa. I'm installing that play and saying, okay, Iowa, have you have you you know resurrected this issue, uh, you know, or or you know, or is that just you know the Minnesota's off of the line just being a little bit better than Iowa's defensive? I don't know, but I, I know I'm going there and I'm looking there first to get that run game going on that style of what what they had Ibrahim doing, and then you know, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not too concerned at all about about the energy and effort. I, I think it will be there. You know, we got one game left. If you can't give it all what you got for with the last game here and being on Black Friday and you know being one of a few games on a national television, you know, I you know, I I would question exactly. You know, if that if that, if that was the issue, then that's there's there's bigger fish to fry. I think than uh, than showing up in on a Black Friday against Iowa and uh, questioning their effort. Jay Moore is with us on Hale Varsity Radio, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up at Moore 44 back on Twitter. So give Jay Bird a follow. Jay, uh, it's uh, another week and maybe the last week of the coaching search for Trev in Nebraska. Uh, give me the, the one name that is in Jay's top desk drawer. What's the one name you would go with? Well, <laughs> I don't know if I... I don't think I, ha- I uh, you know, Randall was my guy early on. I don't okay. think that's going to happen. Um, so who's further just, down I, the the invisible list? <laughs> yeah, man. I tell you what, it's hard. I just don't think there's there's a home run higher, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's totally because we always we definitely thought Scott was the higher, and mm-hmm. we know how that worked out. You know, sometimes you think it's it's the guy. I've been saying it. I really like, and I know this is people hate this. <laughs> I would I would be totally fine with a Jeff Monken hire. Okay. I am totally fine. I know people are like, why you got? It? But I I firmly believe for Nebraska to get back to where it needs to be, and I'm not saying winning national championships. I'm saying just being relevant in the Big Ten and winning the West and having a chance to play in the Big Ten championship is we have to develop. A mindset, and you have to know who you are week in and week out, and you and that's 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 going to you have to develop that ideology, and then it's physicality, discipline, you know, running the football, all these things, and I that is what Monken's been doing at at, at Army, and I think that would fit very very well. Now, some people are like, well. He doesn't. He can't recruit. You know, he doesn't know how to recruit to a Big Ten school. So what? You hire someone to do it. You know, I think you're going. He can adjust. I, there's so many other things. You know, I think some people get so. You know, I've made the analogy before. Like, hey, <laughs> people are worried about other things that don't matter. Recruiting NIL. Let's get back to building our fundamental and our base of what, who we are, and how we're going to win in the Big Ten. Because we haven't done that since we've been in the Big Ten. Since Bo's been fired, essentially, we had some wins with Bo. But how are we going to do this? It's understanding who you are, have an identity, committing to the, or committing to that identity, and then that's that identity is running football, being physical, being disciplined. And I think that's what Monk has done very, very well, Army, and rightfully so, because you have guys that are 
you know, obviously very high character discipline individuals. You go to the, the academy and you're, you're servicing, you know, the, the United States of America. So I think that's one thing. And so I, that's where one, I, I, I'm not saying, I wouldn't say he's my, my 1A, but I, I like that higher more and more because I think that's what Nebraska needs. I don't think Nebraska needs uh, super sexy. I, I don't think. I think Nebraska Nebraska needs someone that's going to come in and understands who they are as a coach and who they want to be, and that's what they're going to do. And that's, I mean, even like a climate at K-State, I think it's settled very, very well as well because he knows who he is, what he wants to be, and – and it's in that mold fits very well in the Big Ten West. You don't you don't need to score. I mean, it's nice to have these high powered offenses, but you know what? You play good defense. You run the football. You control the clock. You don't you don't you play your situational football very very well. You win you, all three phases. You you perform very very well. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, and and it works. You it's you don't have to come here and recreate the wheel. So I, I want I want someone that understands that and. It's just going to get down to the business and understanding that you went up front offensively, on offensive line, defensive line. You start there. You you bring in some other guys, you know, on you know the wide receivers and the quarterbacks and DBs. But you you start you start there. You put all your efforts into developing your your offensive line, defensive line, everything else will fall into place. So whether that's a Kleiman, that's a a Monken, um, if that's a Bill O'Brien, if that's a Leipold, if that's a you know, you go down the list. I don't know, but that's why I say there's no there's no exact I don't, perfect hire. I just want someone that is going to come in and, and address those issues that I think are that's what we've been missing. Like what you hear, high quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Jay Moore is with us. Jay, you mentioned Leipold, you mentioned Kleiman. What's it say to you about Nebraska? If both those guys are just, hey, I'm good. Thanks for the offer, Trev. We really respect Nebraska, but I like what we got going on down south. Yeah, well, it's tough. It's it's a little disheartening if that would be the you know the case, and I'm just saying it, it easily could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think some coaches kind of they get they they like what they're you know where they're at, and they like what they're building. And I think there's something to that. I think good. Good coaches aren't, you know, necessarily trying to hop all around, you know, trying to take the next best deal or the more, you know, the, the um, take more money. I think that if they if they would not if they would turn down Trev, it tells me that they like what they're building and they like, you know, what they got going, and that's okay, and that's that's totally fine. That's and I and I get it. So it would be a little little disheartening, but it also, I mean, it's. Nebraska, I mean, it is, Nebraska is, it's a big job and it's, 
it is a tough one because you, this is the only show in town. It's hard. It's hard when you when you mess up. You know, people people take notice, and and there's <laughs> tons of TV shows and talk shows and radio shows and podcasts that are dissecting every into your you know every every decision everything you do. So it's going to take a special person to kind of remove himself from that and not to get caught up in all that and uh, go to work. And if they you know if guys say no, you know so be it. And that's but. You don't want you want guys that are all in. You don't want guys that kind of are half in, half out, man. You want you want guys who want the job and actually want to get down to business and, and grind. And not they don't want to just. It can't be a money thing, to my opinion. I think that that'll be a, somewhat of a deciding factor. But I think you got to have guys that like want. They're going to take pride in turning this thing around, first and foremost. And the money is is a secondary thing and it's a nice reward if they do turn it around but i want guys you know i want a guy that's here to be able to say okay i'm ready to i i know what nebraska was and i want to get them back to where it is and where it, where it needs to be and uh we'll see you know i, I will probably we'll probably know here in about four or five days who that guy's going to be Jay, a name that heated up over the weekend was Urban Meyer, and it's interesting to see the inverse relationship as Nebraska's results suffer. It feels like the the, the desire for Urban goes up among Husker Nation, and uh, it all kind of stemmed from a flight from Columbus to Lincoln that occurred on Sunday morning, and it should be noted, I'm, I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer currently lives in Florida, so take that with a grain of salt, but what's your take on, on just as these results have suffered, the desire for Urban has gone up? What's your take on Urban? I love Urban. I mean, that is the... That's the one home run hire, in my opinion. I would take him. I'd be ecstatic. Now, I, I, I think one thing is he probably was not going to be here for, you know, ten plus years. You you hire Urban with the expectations that you keep Mickey and you kind of um, you, you let Mickey learn from Urban and you let Mickey eventually take this thing over, i.e. Ryan Day, in at Ohio State. So, I would be all for it. I I don't. People are going to talk about his. You know his character and all that stuff, but I mean, listen, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to win, and so I, I that's that's what I want Nebraska to get back to is winning and in in winning the right way. And he he knows he knows how to do that. He's done it everywhere, you know, obviously except at Jacksonville, which I at the NFL and NCAA is is way it's two worlds apart. So I don't I don't put too much stock in that. I'd be all for it. I would I would love it. Uh, that's that that. That's the one hire that gets me going, but I just I'm not I'm not trying to get myself there because I think it's still a long shot. But if somehow it happened, man, I'd be I'd be singing Trev's praises and let's get you know and let's just get, I couldn't wait till next uh, you know next whatever next August when that Thursday night is we play Minnesota. So um, I would have no issue with Urban Meyer coming to Lincoln, Nebraska. Jay, let's wrap with the NFL. Your old buddy and Dominican Sue uh, back in the league, back with Philly. You've got him and Linville Joseph and Fletcher Cox. And Indy found a way in the closing moments. I should say Philly found a way on the road at Indy to bounce back. But your thoughts on Sue back in the league and your thoughts on Sue uh, landing in Philly. They're, they're already really good. And, uh, man, adding him uh, part-time or for a handful of plays, seems like genius uh, by by the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, not not surprised by Sue's move. If you're going to come out and and go do this, and 
and <laughs> put the pads back on, you know, in the middle of the year, you're you're going to want to go to a team that has a chance of of winning it all, and then by winning it all, I mean the Super Bowl. And Philly's right there. I mean, they they obviously had a misstep last week against uh, against Washington and almost got beat against Indy. We're just kind of getting to that time of year where, you know, teams are getting a little banged up, and teams are kind of you start to figure out what you who you are and and, and how you go about things. So. Uh, love the move for him. Love the move for Philly. You get a, you know, probably a Hall of Fame defensive lineman in in your stable for you know the next what three or third of the season. Mm-hmm. So good good move by them. And there's, you see these moves. You know, we saw it last year with with uh, the Rams. You know, making some late season moves. You see it already at the Forty ers making some mid to late season moves. So teams are teams are just trying to do what they can to try to shore up their position. And making a move here late in the season, and, and once they get into the playoffs, and that's that's what Philly's trying to do. They're trying to fill, show up their their run defense, you know. And San Francisco got McCaffrey, trying to get some more firepower, you know, see where OBJ could potentially land. But you'll see teams continually make moves here towards the end of the year, especially teams who feel like they have a chance to to you know to move on and, and get to the Super Bowl. They'll they'll do whatever, do whatever they have to. So not not surprised at all with with Sue landing with the Eagles. Jay Moore with us. Big Red Wrap-Up. Catch him Tuesdays. And uh, follow him on Twitter. Back on Twitter at jmore 44 Jaybird, best to you and the fam. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for a few minutes today. Yep, you, you bet. Thanks, fellas. Gotta love Jay Moore. Spending time with him. Getting his take. Bronco's been the name today. We hit on that two weeks ago with Coach Barnett. We'll reset that tomorrow. Open phones till 6. You want to sneak back in, you're welcome to do it. Talked a lot of Urban. We got some thoughts on Fickle with Coach McBride. And uh, who knows? Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Monday. Can't get here soon enough, presumably. Then, of course, you got the Sunflower Connection here with uh, Leopold and uh, Climate. Uh, two names that you just wonder if they're good where they're at or they'd want to take the Nebraska gig on. Red Zone tickets uh, selling fun since 2001. Huge wow win by Creighton today. You want to see Creighton basketball? Red Zone tickets can help make that happen. Husker volleyball. How about some NFL action? Theater or concerts? Red Zone tickets are there. They are local. They are Omaha proud for you and an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. They've earned that 20 years of excellence and a 100% guarantee on all your orders. You'll receive authentic tickets and experiences you'll never forget. Uh, Cross that item off your bucket list. Create the memories that do last a lifetime. RedZoneTickets.com. Log on today, redzonetickets.com. You are invited to uh, check us out on Black Friday, noon to 2 from Iowa City. The uh, Marriott uh, rooftop tailgate. We're there getting ready for Nebraska, Iowa. Back to wind down on Monday next on Hale Varsity. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring me in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time on a Monday. Big thanks to Jay Moore and Charlie McBride, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Hail Varsity presented by 
Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency should be an awesome Class A title game tonight. Gretna, West Side, the sequel. We'll see how it shakes out. Two just stud quarterbacks, great coaches, tremendous teams. And uh, tomorrow we'll spend some time with Mitch Sherman, proud Gretna resident. Get his thoughts on Iowa, Nebraska. Scott Docterman Wednesday with us. Uh, also, per- perhaps a Searles sighting. Coach Barnett will squeeze in as well. And um, Andy Markowski, the pride of Ord, going to be with us tomorrow to hit on some hoops. Reminder to get buckled up. Use your seatbelts. It saves lives. And it prevents injuries only if properly Warn, buckle up, a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. So we did quite a bit of carousel. We spared you the Wisconsin-Nebraska full Monty reaction. We took that poison on Saturday. But the long and short fourth quarter sucked. Moving on. Is it going to hurt worse Black Friday? We will We will build ourselves up to how they can win and Here's how they're going to lose. Well, the question is, is what's the care level around Husker Nation for this game on Friday? The care level is to get Friday here and gone so you can have a coaching announcement. Well, I think the, I think the care level is to spoil Iowa making it in back door to the Big Ten Championship game. But if you don't do that, I don't think people are going to be distraught. You're going to go, oh, well, that was expected. You can't, go, you can't go get housed. No, you can't go get housed, but I don't think Husker Nation has high expectations for this game unless you can somehow pull off Upsetting this Iowa team, I mean, I'll call it an upset wouldn't, because they're hitting you in Big Ten West and, and spoil, be, spoil it. That, that'd be a win for Nebraska if you spoil their chances of making the Big Ten championship game. But if you lose, I don't think anyone is going to lose any sleep over it. It'd be hilarious. It would absolutely be hilarious. You let out a primal scream like you haven't heard since January day night of 1995 in this town. A little different uh, context you, you beat Miami in that great frigid night. But you haven't beat Iowa in 100 years. And this is, this is a team on the doorstep with a ton of warts, mainly junior, wearing the headset for Kirk. And you have a defense that I think even Nebraska fans, I think you appreciate. A lot of similarities to 09. They don't have a Sioux, but they've got some dudes that are just they figure out a way. <laughs> they figure out a way with an awful offense, a quarterback that has got to aim for the middle because he's seeing three. And they kind of figured out a run game, and their line got a little bit better. But that's crazy how they survived Minnesota. They were in it until uh, the end against Illinois. They get a nuke dropped on them by, by Ohio State, national rider, Goes on the offensive with uh, everything but a shiv on Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) And he just keeps chewing his gum and even issues an apology for how he handled that. And then they just kind of reel off some wins and they're working on nine. They got better throughout a season. Wow. Right? Novel, Novel concept. Development. All right. Back at four tomorrow with Hale Varsity. Take care. A Huda Media Production.